secret. It's only strength. You are here to conquer your childish fear of heights. When you have done so, we shall meet below and start another exercise. What's up, everybody? We are finally back with another episode of The Action Returns. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? I am good. About to talk about this, this movie, but before we get into it, it was different times, boys and girls. So, <laughs> you talking about a certain character? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they could make this movie again, but uh, they would have to go a different route on on a character. And we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, the movie we're talking about, uh, the 1985 action adventure comedy. Well, that's what it says here on IMDb. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. You've never heard of him. Who are you? Only the president and three others know he exists. Jump! We've got a problem, George. Some joker walks into one of my plants, and now you're telling me he doesn't exist? The only weapons he needs are his mind and his body. Who are you? Now, there's a new name in High Adventure. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Rated PG-13. Opens Friday, October 11th with theaters everywhere. Uh, directed by Guy Hamilton. Uh, stars the, the late and great Fred Ward. Rest in peace. Joel Gary. J.A. Peterson. Wilford Brimley. Mr. Diabetes. Uh, George Cole. Uh, Kate Mulgrew, Mulgrew. I think that's how you say her name. She was um, red on um, what was that prison show. Orange is the New Black. Okay. That sure was her. (laughs) Yeah. This was the young Red. And before before she was, I think she was a captain in one of those Star Trek Trek shows. I don't know. Um, Lance would know. Uh, Patrick. yelling it right now. (laughs) Patrick Kilpatrick. uh, He's one of those, oh, that guy. And I believe he was... I want to say Sandman in um, one of those Van Damme movies. That, the the one where he goes to prison. Yeah, well, uh, Death Warrant. Yeah. Yeah, he was Christian the Sandman. <laughs> and he was oh, the gym teacher in class of 1999. Oh, that's right, he was. Oh, <laughs> he was also an eraser. I don't remember him that, but I'm the... I'll have to dig into that one. He had that weird mustache and eraser. He was like a security (laughs) guard. And then there's a bunch of other dudes that are in this uh, that you you, you recognize and everything. But uh, an officially dead cop is trained to become an extraordinary, unique assassin in service of the U.S. president. That was IMDb. Do you have Google up? Yep, uh, Google, a New York cop who wakes up from a mysterious accident with a new identity. 
he finds himself in the employ of a secret unit which is set up to investigate dangerous industrialists whose uh, organization has secured several government arraignment contracts, including top secret strategic defense systems. That was very detailed, Google. <laughs> yeah, this was a film that uh, I didn't see when it. No, you know what? I did. See, I saw the drive-in, but I don't think I saw it when right when it came out. It might have been out. Excuse me, a while. And I want to say I don't. Shit, I can't even remember what we saw. But this was the second movie. Um, from what I understood or understand, this was a film that was supposed to like go on because in the title it says the the adventure begins, and it just didn't do good in the box office and uh, I believe it was I want to say it was written uh, by or the screenplay was written by one of the no 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 I'm sorry the director was that he had directed some of uh, my favorite films from the James Bond era uh, Live and Let Die The Man with the Golden Gun Mm. and then he did some of those other ones with the the other James Bond. Roger Moore's my James Bond, uh, boys and girls. So, but uh, I recently watched The Man with the Golden Gun. And, woo, that one. <laughs> I think it was that one. It, it, was, it was, I can't remember which one it was, but one of these, no, it was, I think it was uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. It was super duper racist. I just had to click on it to everyone. And no, it's not that one. It was, it might have been Live and Let Die or, or one of those. Or whatever it was, there was um, some uh, black characters in it. And it was not uh, politically correct or it was just super duper racist and everything. <laughs> I forgot that one. But this this story was based off the, the novel uh, The Destroyer. And uh, again, it was just supposed to continue with uh, these adventures. I was I was hoping for more, but it just never went anywhere after that because I was like, well, this movie was good, especially at this time in the mid '80s. I mean, there was movies coming out left and right, but uh, and some movies that got sequels that shouldn't have. But this one, this one was awesome. When was the first time you saw this one? I can't exactly remember, but I know I watched this super young. Because I remember my mom actually was watching it with us, and she doesn't watch these kind of movies, but she was highly offended by a certain oh. character. Because <laughs> the, the listeners don't know my mom is Korean, so <laughs> oh. at, at a young age, I, I even knew that guy was not Asian at all. So <laughs> different times, but, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I dug this movie as a kid. Uh, one thing I, that always stuck out to me was like every time he did something heroic, uh, Remo Williams character, um, that music always kicks in like every time. It could be something just kind of mild that he's doing. Not not like super dangerous or heroic in that movie. That music will kick in. And I, I always dug that. And I always dug that that Fred Ward, he's just kind of a, he's a regular dude, you know. And he just gets recruited and they teach him these crazy martial arts moves that probably aren't real either. And I always dug some of the stuff. I did think the one 
his 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 uh trainer or master or whatever i, don't, I forgot what they call what he called him in this but i, I was kind of yeah, I was kinda, his name. <laughs> yeah, I always got kind of dug. I even though he's he's not what he's supposed to be, I, I still kind of dug him. He was kind of funny, but story story is not too complicated. Uh, some of the action scenes were pretty good, and there, there was a there was a lot of a uh, oh that that person in this movie. So definitely dug this. The other thing I I I'd read that um. They were running out of money because the movie just abruptly ends. Mm. And you're like, that's it? Because <laughs> I, I even remember that the first time I saw it. I was like, man, this movie was kicking ass. And then it just, yeah, it's over. I was waiting for the freeze frame. And there was them jumping in the air. And then the movie and the credits start rolling. But uh, this movie was awesome. I thought it was. It also reminds me of being sick and watching uh, this movie uh, at home on HBO. And eating uh, frozen burrito, microwave burritos, because <laughs> uh, this was all that was on. And I just remember laying there. I mean, not feeling too good, but I don't know what it is with me. I can be sick, but I'll still eat. Because some people like get sick and don't want to eat, but not me. I'll just laying there eating burritos, watching this movie. And every time I think of this film or watch it, that's all I can think of. But, but for me, the first time watching this, I was really into it. My friends were like, this movie's stupid. Ah. I was like, just, I just want to enjoy it. So just, can you just be quiet? <laughs> they, they all got out and went and were hanging out by the snack bar with everyone else. I just sat in my friend's car and watched this movie. Um, for those of you that do have drive-ins, right, like now you guys have, you, you have the, the simulcast that can get, it's transmitted to your car stereo so you can hear it, especially if you've got a good sound system. Back in the day when I saw this, there was these one little bitty speakers. Look it up if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. And you just you pulled it off this little post, little mono one speaker speaker. You just sit there and the whole car listened to it. I mean, I'm sure it just sounded like crap, but that is how majority of the driving films that I had seen. And I'd still remember uh, just being amazed. I know we're like super duper spoiled now with these high tech uh, sound systems in movie theaters. But yeah, those were the times. But yeah, this one, it, the story wasn't all that. Fred Ward, awesome. He's done a ton of amazing roles. I know everyone mainly just thinks of Tremors. He's been in other movies other than Tremors. Um, I think I also loved him in uh, Escape from Alcatraz with mm -hmm. um, Clint Eastwood. Uh, I love Time Rider. I think that was the first film. No, Alcatraz was. But anyway, like I think the first starring role that I saw him in was uh, Time Rider. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, that was a really good film. I think if we find it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I think we can find it. And, uh, and do that one. That movie's awesome. Uh, have you seen that one? Yeah, I saw it like a while ago. I, I think it's Escape from Alcatraz. I think that might have been the first one I've seen him in. And then, uh, of course, uh, we did Thunderheart when he was a little half-breed uh, Indian guy and mm -hmm. everything else he's done. I know we did want him to at least uh, try to come back for those later Tremors films, but uh, he passed. Like, was it it was recently, wasn't it? Probably, I'd say about a month ago. 
Yeah. The well earlier December. No, no, I'm sorry. May. Yeah, he was only seventy nine. Damn. Uh, yeah, he he was in a ton of of things uh, as well as TV and everything. But uh, I think this is the one that kicked him off to be somewhat of a, an action star. I mean, he did majority majority of his own stunts. Um, when we get to the Statue of Liberty, which 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 is my favorite part, if you guys are looking at the poster, you see him hanging there. I mean, shout out to those stunt guys that did all those stunts on, on the Statue of Liberty. But, yeah, Fred Ward, he was just a, a cop uh, in the beginning. And he, with a really bad uh, prosthetic nose, uh, he was just a cop and he got a call. A uh, New York cop, he got a call to, uh, no, did, did, no, he he was just sitting there chilling, wasn't he? Yeah, in he his was car? eating a burger or something and he wasn't answering his radio and it just happened to be somebody getting chased that at first he was just going to let it go. But then he was like, fuck it. Let me, let me investigate this. <laughs> yeah. Cause then, yeah, then these guys uh, ended up beating him up and he was beating them up. And then, uh, they, they didn't shoot him, did they? I can't remember. I know they beat the hell out of him and threw him in his car. Yeah, and that's when uh, the one guy, uh, what was his name, came and uh, with with the van and pushed his car into the into the water. Yeah, can't think of that guy's name. And yeah, they just assumed he was dead because he woke up in the hospital. Mac. Yeah, uh, I was a J. Peterson uh, McCleary. Um, he kind of just woke up and told him that, yeah, you're uh, on the record, you're dead, but we're, we need you for this um, little secret uh, special force organization they were calling. Did they ever what go into why he was chosen? Well, they kind of said, well, you're not married, you don't have any kids, and you don't have no family, but he had the military background. Okay. Uh, what did Kier stand for? I don't remember. Um, that was uh, the little, I guess, the organization that he was going to work for. Doesn't say here. Because that's when he met up with, um, what's his nuts? Uh, Wilford Brimley, uh, Harold Smith. And he was the head of the organization, Cure. Yeah, it was I mean, just I like love them, them three. I love Wilford Brimley, but he plays the same character in everything. Yeah. Laid I, back. <laughs> I, I agree, but at the same time, you, you know what you're going to get when you see him pop up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be like that other Van Damme movie he was in. Uh, <laughs> the one where he tried to have like a Cajun accent or something. Was it Hard Target? Is that the one where he flipped over the truck off the bike? Is that the one when he punched the snake? That uh, We're just naming shit from the movie. <laughs> is, it, is it the movie where he had a mullet? Yeah, that was Hard okay. Target. Yeah, there you and go. And that was the one when he punched the snake. He didn't uh, want to kill it. Damn it. We'll have to get, get into those ones. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember seeing that in the theater going, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, that's when uh, John Woo stepped in and 
Mr. Extra Slow Motion for everything. I was like, come on. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, I love John Woo to death. His, his Chinese police crime action films, I thought those were all awesome. But once he got into dealing with these American actors and everything else, it was just like super duper slow motion. I know that's you, his thing, but... Uh, you hear he's remaking his own movie, The Killer? With who? Uh, Americanize it, is he? Yeah, for mm-hmm. for Peacock. Uh, what is the actor? Omar Sy. I've seen him in a couple things. The only thing I ever know off the top of my head, he was a bishop in one of those uh, X Men movies. Uh, uh, I'll watch it, but. Nah, go watch The Killer or Hard Boiled or one of those other ones. <laughs> the Better, was it A Better Tomorrow or something like that? I can't remember. One of those ones with Chally and Fat. Awesome films, though. But Yeah, so they they basically, that was the reason they picked him. is because he didn't have any ties to anybody and I didn't think that anyone would miss him. Um, that is kind of sad, though. I mean, he didn't have nobody. <laughs> so, but... So they, they, other than they uh, fixed up his face, the only thing they did was gave him a, a nose job. Because shaved when his he mustache. Was, yeah, <laughs> shaved his mustache up. Because that, that looked really bad. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I, I forgot how <laughs> uh, cheesy it was. But cheesy in a good way. You pick up the blue ray? So, not yet. I need to. Um... I seen the Arrow one, but it, it won't play in our, our players. So I was like, "Damn it!" Because that one just seemed like it had like tons of extras. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they're kind of basically telling him, "Yeah, you're gonna be our uh, in our little uh, secret club government thing." Because if they, well, they were telling him, uh, 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 Brimley, Wilfred Brimley, uh, Harold Smith, he was telling Remo that the government is corrupt, and we're gonna try to. Save the U.S. from uh, from all the corruption going on, and the corruption was just within the military. Uh, of course, government corrupt, in my opinion, but in this film, it, it was it seemed like to be the military. So that's when they sent them to. Um, well, no, they uh, they gave them they gave them a mission. They said, "Look, you you need to go out and take out this dude and." Uh, they gave him a gun, and we'll send you into this building. Um, what's his name? Sent him in. Um, what was the black guy's name? Mac? Yeah. yeah. Get, sent him in there with no information at all. Just gave him a gun. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't he tell him who he did? Yeah, when you see him kill him. <laughs> that was pretty much it. So he's like, all right, whatever. So he rolls in there. He goes in there to this warehouse and kind of just looks around, doesn't really see anything, but then when he finds this uh, uh, elderly Korean gentleman, and like, he's like, alright, I guess he's the guy that he's supposed to kill, and uh, this guy's name is Chun, uh, played by, um, what the hell's that actor's name? Joel Gray. Yeah, and Joel Gray is a, a white gentleman, and yes. Chun is a Korean uh, character, uh, yeah, you can't do that today. But uh, even at this time, when I'd seen it, and when I, because I remember that looks like just makeup on him. 
I didn't realize who he was until after the movie came out and people were, were saying stuff. There was outrage uh, back in the day when this came out, but they just, I guess no, you're not as woke uh, as they were back then. Yeah, I, I read some of the stuff. They said they just couldn't find an Asian actor, which is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, they could have got Lopan. <laughs> he, he was in everything. I can't even remember his name. Um, but uh, he even played Snotty in uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2. But, <laughs> I mean, could have got someone. I mean, not to say that this actor isn't isn't a good guy. He's he's a good actor. He's done a ton of good things, Broadway and all that as well. But, yeah, I, apparently they couldn't find any uh, Korean actors or just Asian actors or anything. But anyway, I mean, with that being, with that, all that, political stuff or political correctness out of the way. I did like this character. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, he was just a good little, uh, guy. He was a, well, he, Remo didn't know who he was at that time. He was just supposed to kill him. So he pulls out his gun and he starts firing at him. I don't know how close, what was he? Maybe 10 feet from him. Uh, if if that. That. Yeah. <laughs> he was shooting at him. I, I don't know how fast bullets go, but Chun didn't even look like he was moving that fast. He was moving, but like gracefully out of the way as each bullet flew by him. And he like unloaded and then missed every shot. And then Chun gets closer and takes the gun out of his hand. And did he break it apart? I think he took the barrel off. So, yeah, so he kind of. Then he roughs up Remo, throws him across the room. <laughs> I remember that. And this is when Matt comes walking in and just like, well, what do you think? And Chen's like, ah, he's he's no good. He's slow and he's this and he's that. And that's when Remo's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And he just tells, uh, well, this is who's going to train you to, to be in our little secret organization. And you got to live with them. So Chun is still like, ah, all right, if this is what you're going to give me, okay. So this is when they finally just, he's all right, you got to shack up here, and uh, he's going to train you. Uh, it just said New York. I just assumed Brooklyn because it seems like every, everybody's in Brooklyn. I don't know if they were in Manhattan or not. but um, So while the, he is there, um, Smith, uh, Wilford Brimley's character, He's still dealing with um, the military stuff. And there was like some kind of defense contractor. Um, what the hell was his name? George Grove. Charles Siafi? I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. but And they were in charge of uh, what was that? the HARP defense system. Some kind of new, I don't know, military defense thing. It's supposed to protect the world. And then they, that's when... Uh, oh, and what's her name was working there? Uh, Red, uh, Kate Mulgrew, uh, May Major, is it Rainer? Rainer Fleming? I think that was her name. I like Red better. Yeah, <laughs> she's always gonna be Red. So she's working there, and she's in her full uh, uh, military fatigues and everything, her dress fatigues, and uh, she had notices that there's people. I guess. This is in the computer age of well the upcoming stuff and it was like super high tech when we, at this point for us but not compared to 
everything that we have now. Uh, I'm sure everything was pretty much easier to hack into back then. Because uh, there's a, <laughs> a lot of movies had to do, deal with hacking. Uh, my favorite one is War Games. <laughs> but So, yeah, she kind of figured out that there was something going on, too. There was some kind of just corruptness going on. Yeah, but, there was like a, some things that she was trying to access that she was getting denied. And I guess she was trying to figure out why. I think with her ranking, why she was getting denied and why was it even not accessible and all this time, Wilfred Brimley's uh, basically watching somehow or monitoring everything. He was just sitting there monitoring. Yeah, every time he was able, that was the thing, though. He was able to get into all this and able to watch everyone uh, fiddle around on the computers and, and everything. And he was just sitting there like, all right. But, I mean, he's too old to get into action. I wanted him to, though. Because <laughs> I, I, I always wondered, did... Did everybody get trained by Chuned? I guess. I mean, I don't know if, if Mac or, or Smith were, because they didn't really do anything. Well, Mac did a little bit, but Smith didn't do shit. Um, was it, I guess it was just the three of them, unless they had other operatives and they all got killed or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get why they just picked him. I kind of got why they, they picked him. but Maybe that's how they stay secret. They just keep their numbers low. They're <laughs> really low. So, And yeah, like, what? well, they didn't give him no uh, ultimatums. Like, look, you have to do this for you, for us or we're going gonna to kill you or something. Well, they needed to. They could have sent Chen after him, but I, I don't know. Then there would be no movie. Um, read the books. I'm sure those books uh, go into more detail on what's going on uh, with this uh, Cure uh, organization. So, yeah, she finds out all this is going on and doesn't really know what's happening. But she's supposed to go to some uh, weapons demonstration uh, up in the mountains. So, I mean, the story kind of went back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. And then this is when uh, Remo begins his training. Um First of all, I'm scared of heights. They were up on top of his uh, his uh, building, and uh, Chun was just trying to tell him just balance is the key, basically. I like what uh, Miyagi said. You first, first you got to learn balance. So, because when he was standing up on the edge of this building and then just started to run, and then he was telling Remo to come on or like follow him or something, and Remo was like, gets up on there and looks over the edge, and he's he he's not feeling it. You're looking, looking like Pat McAfee at SummerSlam on the top rope. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I remember, acting or not, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I could, I have trouble standing on the roof of my house. I, I couldn't imagine I'm, standing I'm, on a building. I'm assuming there was a couple feet off of the side with, with them wide shots. Because <laughs> Chun, he just takes off running. I'm, I'm sure the actor wasn't just. Running on no ledge like that. Yeah, there'd be something on that, on something where we where we couldn't see on the other side. We just probably just thought it was uh the street below. But I liked Chun. I liked his character. I liked the way he dressed and how he just and how he moved and how he kept himself. He was always just nice and straight and proper. And but he loved uh, soap operas for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't get into any of that. 
So, yeah, he began his training. And then uh, this is a part I like, too, when he had to change his diet and just eat rice. Did he say why? I can't remember. He said all the American junk food and bullshit he was eating was making him slow and weak and fat. And so he just had to change his diet so he'd be able to dodge bullets and stuff. (laughs) And and walk across the the water or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I can eat rice every day, but not... Not just plain. I mean, it had got a slight taste, but I, I couldn't do it. I mean, if I can't put butter, I know butter's bad for you and everything, but I just smother my white rice in butter and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, everyone. I know I shouldn't. I'm a fat ass, and I need to lose weight. So, but uh, that's my choice. I mean, I know people put soy sauce and everything else in it, but nah. but I've had mixed vegetables in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to put anything on it. That, that's enough for me. But anyway, so yeah, that's when they start uh, start the training. And uh, other than the the diet of rice, he, he was always telling them about uh, balance and breathing. And the, it's like you just you gotta breathe. I mean, anything. Um, I mean, if you if you really listen to uh, his teachings and what he was teaching them, and it, it does make sense in like a like a, a health uh, regimen type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even still, I mean, it would be lifting, walking, running, whatever. I mean, you got to breathe. And so, what is what he was teaching them is how teaching them how to how to breathe good, especially when he's doing all this crazy shit that he was teaching them to do. Yeah, I don't know about his uh, no sex rule policy. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, is it, uh, it's a different show, everyone. But anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, I know what uh, Remo kept want, wanting, uh, wanting to know how, how to dodge bullets. Cause he didn't really train him how to do that, did he? He just, like, did it. I think he just... I guess if you just learn the basics of his training, uh, I guess you would just figure all that shit out. <laughs> because uh, the part I liked is when uh, he was in there cooking rice, and then he told him to there was a he had this like obstacle course on these like um, these little balance beams and poles that had small little platforms, and uh, they had like a huge uh, like a studio warehouse apartment or whatever. So he was climbing up each of those things and jumping along and Chun was telling him other than telling him to breathe uh, his balance. And it looked like that was Fred Ward for the majority of it. I'm sure some of it was a stunt man, but it was him. I don't know if they did the, well, I guess they could have did the, the harness thing and just erased everything. Cause they were doing that back then. Well, <laughs> He climbed all the way up to the top on all these things and made it up to this uh, platform by the front door. And he said, all right, I did it. And he said, all right, now go back. And he's like, what? And then he turned and Chun turned the lights off. And he was supposed to go back through all those little obstacle things, balance things he was stepping on and, and do it in the dark. And Remo was like, oh, all right. And he went, all you heard was, what? It's off of the first one. <laughs> I mean, 
we, we I would got hurt. At first, I wouldn't even attempt to go back uh, <laughs> that way. But oh, I, I skipped a part when um, am I thinking of the wrong movie? Did 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 Chen have those moves where he was able to paralyze? Yeah, paralyze you from. Yeah, they they had that scene where he was like questioning him about oh, about right. what they were doing, and then he had to do the, and it, it made them little sounds like he was powering up, and then he would like <laughs> strike him, and then he would just be all like hunched over, couldn't move. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, every time all the training stuff, and every time it was just like comedy uh, dealing with them, especially how Chun was, who just never showed any kind of uh, emotion. He just he was just spitting out wisdom and always talking shit <laughs> about Remo. So so was that I don't think we got to the Statue of Liberty yet. Um, no, we, we jumped back over to uh, Red doing an uh, I guess uh, I don't know what she was doing the checking out People using the the military weapons, the soldiers using military weapons, and then they had that accident where the weapon blew up in the guy's face. Oh, that's right. It was some kind of special uh, new high tech weapon that they that they were yeah they were testing because that yeah that was the the testing thing she was supposed to go do the yeah I couldn't tell if that guy was dead or not. I assumed he was. I mean, I don't, blew up on you, but. It says the Grove weapons demonstration shows grave flaws with the weapons. One of the soldiers is killed during the exercise when the weapon, a variation of a steer aug, I have no idea what that is, uh, backfires. Fleming is suspicious, especially after she finds the weapons bolt uh, and notices that it is mangled during the backfire. And that's right. Whatever that, that kind of weapon that they were shooting uh she had walked over and inspected it and uh, it was just faulty wiring or gears or whatever that was inside it. Whoever whoever made it just like slapped it together as fast as they could and only set thing it one, out there. Only thing that wasn't damaged was the name of the company on there. Yeah. <laughs> like everything what it does with that. So yeah, that was when she that was when Red she's Red, everybody. Red found out that uh, what was going on and uh they were going back and forth dealing with the, the, the generals and the higher ups. And I think it was, I want to say they were pocketing the, the money that was for this stuff. And that's why they half-assed uh, the weapons. Yeah. That's what I got to just, everything was made cheaply and they were just keeping like millions of dollars and soldiers were getting hurt from these faulty weapons. Yeah, because she was figuring out what was going on. And then um, the uh, the general guy, I think it was General Watson, the, him and his crew, they were like, all right, well, Red seems to know what's going on. So they were they were kind of they had a uh, guy's tailing her tailing her to uh, keep an eye on her. And then basically they, they were going to kill her because she knew too much uh, about what, what was going on in, in their weapons program. Um, so, uh, Brimley and, and the gang, him and Mac, uh, Smith and Mac, uh, they knew about her and then they, that's when they were kind of, all right, we got to send Remo into action, uh, to go in there. So, but I don't think Remo really knew what he was doing because when he was talking there outside, when they were in the street, uh, he didn't know who she was, but, uh, it was, uh, I think it was Remo and Mac 
they were standing there talking to her, and there was somebody uh, that I think it was Sandman was taking pictures of her because that's yeah, what they yeah. gave it. They gave it. He went and gave those pictures to the general and everything, and they're like, "All right, well, who are these guys?" I think they knew who Mac was, but they didn't know who Remo was. Yeah, isn't so that's when what... Remo like chokes him up till the police yeah. officer comes? Is like, let that boy go. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, that uh, black uh, female officer came over and was talking shit to him. <laughs> yeah, let that boy go. And he went, oh, sure, officer. <laughs> but yeah, so that's when they um, they kind of thought that Remo and those guys were in cahoots with Red. So they were all like, well, follow this guy. So that's when they uh, went back in there. And then um, they they kidnapped both of them. They knocked them both out. Did no 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 they didn't yet. That was later on. Um I think they were okay, they, they were they were following Remo and then cause that's when um uh Remo and Chun went to the Liberty Island mm-hmm. and he was still teaching them balance. And then they went up uh, this was back in the in the eighties when they were like re re front uh not remodeling, uh doing some Cleanup on uh, later Lady Liberty because yeah, the seawater, yeah, maintenance the seawater and everything just uh, was like, making it all rusty. So there was this huge scaffolding built all the way around it. They didn't do it just for the movie. They were this was actually during that time. From what I understood, um, I guess they were still having tours and everything on there. But uh, I guess there was a day where they said no, there wasn't any tours, so they let them go. Uh, film out there. Um, they did film some stuff on Liberty Island, but I think as far as the big major stunts that was going on, they they built like um, I think they said they built like half of it, like the upper parts uh, in somewhere else in a warehouse or whatever, or outside somewhere, so they they could film all the the dangerous stunts. I think it, I think those were the stunts when it was uh, Fred Ward. When he was uh, sliding around, I, damn well they wouldn't put him <laughs> up on that. I've never, I've seen the uh, Statue of Liberty, and I don't, never been on Liberty Island, but I'm pretty sure that thing is high. So, but I did love this shot because when uh, Chun and uh, Remo went up there, uh, he was standing on the edge or on like on, on the corner of uh, the little scaffolding, and it was just a cool little. Helicopter shot and that music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm saying. He didn't even do anything here. <laughs> he was just standing there. <laughs> so, but that was a cool shot. But um, uh, Sandman and all those other guys that were following him, they uh, they give these guys like forty dollars or something cheap like that to yeah, these construction guys to go murder somebody. Yeah, because they were like. <laughs> This is what pissed me off, and it, it was stupid. <laughs> it was those kind of type of bad guys. While they were, that guy was counting out money to him. Yeah, all you guys got to do is make it look like an accident and knock him off. And they're going, <laughs> <laughs> laughing around. I was like, what the fuck going on? So I think they gave him like 50 bucks or something for three of them, like $50 or something, something low like that. I, I can't really remember. Yeah, the, the the main guy, the big guy that in uh, real life, that's Judo Gene LaBelle. He's like a <laughs> real deal bad at He's the guy that allegedly got into it with Seagal and choked him out and made him shit himself. <laughs> but Seagal said that never happened. Uh-huh. 
So Remo's up there balancing, doing this thing, and these three guys, these construction workers, go up there, and uh, he's like just balancing, standing there, and they come up and start banging on the scaffolding. Hey, hey, what are you doing up here? And then they, one of them, had, was like ropes with hooks on them that they were throwing at him and trying mm-hmm. to knock him down. <laughs> And Remo was like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? And they're just <laughs> laughing around every time. <laughs> and Remo starts uh, swinging down the, the scaffolding, and those guys are crawling after him. And that one dude kept laughing. He was throwing his, his little rope with a hook on it or crawling, when they were crawling down the scaffolding, <laughs> laughing. The, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, typical bad guy laugh. Uh, so they were, they were, yeah, they were, they was fighting them on there. And, uh, I did like the, the, the one part when, um, he was going to fall off, but he, he grabbed that rope. I oh, know they, they, uh, they knocked, they thought they knocked him off because, but then, cause, uh, you see something fall and then the, the camera, it just turns out to be you know, like a bag of cement or something. I don't know what it was, but it, they just thought it was him. But when he swung from that rope, uh, when he got 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 that rope and swung all the way over to it was before they they thought they made him fall. When he swung over to um, uh, her arm that's up, and then he slid down. But at, of course that music as he goes he goes he goes swinging around. I got their money's worth with that song. Yeah, they did. I mean. That's the only tune you remember throughout the whole thing because they played it constantly. Um, but yeah, when he grabbed under her arm and then slid down, that was Fred Ward, and it was probably just uh, the stuff that they built for it. Yeah, that's when they were throwing the hooks at him uh, with the ropes, and they thought they knocked him down. So yeah, and uh, Sandman and those other guys were at the bottom looking up with binoculars, and they and they thought they killed him. It was like, all right, well, let's get out of here. And those those constructor workers, ah, yeah, we got him. It's Miller time. And then <laughs> they go getting on the elevator. And then Remo, we we all know he's not dead, so he comes running and jumps down on top of the uh, elevator uh, that's going down. And then they're like, what is that? Because I think he did something, and the elevator stopped. And then he opened up the the little uh, hatch on on the roof. And that one dude tries to climb up, and he he clocks him. And uh, there's other dudes in the in the elevator. And then, because I remember, uh, didn't, no, one of them didn't climb up because he climbed down to the. Oh, he was climbing on the side, and they thought he had disappeared. But then one of them turned around. There he is, and the elevator is like a cage, and he's got his fingers through the little notches a little fence the fencing one guy's stabbing a screwdriver or something through it and he's or he you know he's trying to hit uh, his hands with a wrench or something and then he's just slowly moving his, his hand super fast and then crawls uh under the 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 elevator and they're like where is he where is he they don't know the elevator has stopped and i don't know how fast he was but he was able to crawl under the elevator jump over the other side and then open up the door and then start beating the hell out of those dudes <laughs> I'm sure the music was playing again at the same. <laughs> I liked how he got that one guy and wrapped that rope around his uh, his ankle and threw him over the side. And he went ah, 
He, I thought he was dead, but then you just see him swing in there because he—I know he closed that door on the elevator door on one of those dudes. So he beat the shit out of those three dudes, and then he took off, and he got back down to the bottom, and that's when he saw Sandman and those guys, and uh, they started chasing him, and they were shooting at him, and uh, there was con- construction workers at the bottom. They were laying cement or something, and. Uh, Remo saw and he like hesitated. Those guys were coming at him with guns, and then he goes running. It just it, it looked <laughs> like it, he was running across wet cement, and he was like just barely tapping it with with his toes, but he was able to get across. But one of those bad uh, Sandman's bad guys went running after him, and then when he stepped on that cement, he just just went in and. That was it for him. Died. Nobody helped him. (laughs) Yeah, nobody did. Well, I assume all those construction workers got the hell out of there because those guys were firing uh, their guns at him. So they had that that one security construction worker. He just watched him sink. Yeah, he did. (laughs) They didn't even try to help him. And uh, it looked like that was the actor, too. So. Yeah, I'm sure he really went in. And then after they cut, they got him out like super fast. Yeah, <laughs> well, or maybe it wasn't even that deep, and he was able to touch the bottom. But I don't know. But but yeah, Remo skimmed across the wet cement like it like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't even talk about the during the the montage of him training when he was on the beach running. He just was, I guess, after he became one with himself or whatever, he started just running in air above above the sand on the beach. Oh, yeah. That looks so... <laughs> yeah, because that's right. When he was running, he wasn't even touching the ground. Uh, well, at least he was he was touching the cement with this, but, like, barely. He was, like, tiptoeing across it. He was essentially walking on water, what he did with the <laughs> cement. Because when the, when the guns started firing, that's when uh, Chun turned around and ran after him. And when one of those dudes... Uh, walked up on Chun, and uh, he had a, I think he pointed a gun at him. But then we didn't see what happened because it, 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 the, it would cut back to Remo. And then when we go back to Chun, that dude's laying there, and Chun's just walking down the stairs. So he must have did something to him, gave him the death touch, or I don't know what happened. But <laughs> but uh, Sandman got away, and uh, we had noticed that he had a uh, a little diamond in his tooth. For his bling, so they're like, "All right." So they they got away. He got away. So they're like, "Okay, well, we need to um, figure out what we're gonna do." So I get they figured out that um, they had to break into this uh, warehouse that supposedly the 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 government, the military was running, and there was secret whatever in there. I didn't understand this part. I, mean, I, they, I, I even like rewinded to see if they were explaining. There was some kind of uh, military satellite that they had in this warehouse. Is that what uh, happened? Re- yeah, Remo and Mac <laughs> broke in. And then when uh, Remo got in, I think he like tripped a tripwire or something, or he walked past the, the little scanner or whatever. But whatever it is, whatever he set off, it set off the, uh, the destruction mechanism because all these lasers started shooting out all over the place and basically 
destroyed that satellite. And I was like, okay, did I miss something here? That's why I rewinded it. And they didn't even explain what this satellite was for. I don't know. I just assumed it was to spy on someone. or I, I don't know, but I think it's probably when they were running out of money and they didn't want to explain anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it just destroyed just, it. Yeah, they're just there to find this thing and for some reason it has a self-destruction booby trap for some reason. So, it's just kind of <laughs> like, why are you guys here? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, this is when they had the dogs and everything chasing after them. Uh, really smart and super fast uh, Doberman Pinchers. Oh, the dogs yeah. that seemed like they trained on their chin too. Yeah, because <laughs> they were they were like hella fast and knew uh, where to go. Because that that one just appeared. Well, first it was on the ground. The next thing you know, he appeared. He was on the roof uh, trying to get Remo before he got into the um the the warehouse. But so yeah, when all that was happening. Um, Mac, this is when he got shot. Yeah, he got shot, and then he did the thing they do in movies where he tells, he's like, get out of here. And then that, that's when uh, Remo took off, and they, he didn't die right here, but they, they captured him, and then next time you see him, he's like in a hospital bed somewhere. Yeah, because it says uh, they escape, but Mac is shot in the back. Uh, Mac gives Remo a computer disc for Smith to analyze and is captured, but commits suicide before telling uh, Grove any information of importance. All right, yeah, because they, they had him, uh, after they shot him and captured him, Remo took off and gave him that disc, and he, and he bounced. Uh, we see Mac in the hospital, and he, um, I wonder, he didn't, like, did he just overdose on whatever they had him, or did I? I can't, or no, I think, I think he, he killed himself. Yeah, he did. He like unplug whatever was keeping him alive, and he just died. Yeah, he he did. He unplugged something, and it was like off screen. So I'm assuming he he didn't want them to try to get any information out of him. Yeah. So yeah, Mac ends up dying. Uh, Smith analyzes the, this disc and it finds out that it, it is like we said, it was just um, it says Smith realizes harp is a fake and a waste of resources and money and tells Remo to go uh, after Grove. So, yeah, that was when uh, Ed uh, Wilford Brimley figures out that uh, they're just half assing everything that they're making and pocketing uh, the rest. So. That's when they uh, tell them to go to. Uh, well, he hooks up with a uh, red. Uh, well, not yet, but red's over there that uh, Mount uh, Mount Promise or whatever, because they were going to do uh, more uh, military testing shit there, which I didn't even know what they were doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Remo goes there and he kind of roughs up a couple soldiers and uh, sneaks onto the base. Uh, but they end up catching him, and they, and they knock him out as well as uh, Red because he's he's talking to her, and they and they get both of them, and then they put him in this uh, little room or whatever, and then they they gas him. But uh, with Remo's training on breathing, he's able to last a little bit longer. Red just immediately falls over, so they thought they killed him, 
and then uh, Sandman goes in there, and I guess he's just gonna because Remo's laying there, but he's he's still conscious, and Sandman was gonna he was gonna go in there and kill him, but then Remo's able to get back up, and they start fighting uh, fighting around and beating the shit out of each other, but Remo grabs uh, Sandman. Well, first when when the gas uh, started coming in when Red was still up. Uh, Remo was trying to break that window. It was like because there was a big window and there was a operator or something on the other side uh, pumping in the gas. So he tries to break the window but but can't. So yeah, Red passes out and then this is when Sandman comes in and getting ready to uh, to kill Remo. They start fighting. Uh, Remo uh, overpowers him and then grabs uh, Sandman and slams his face up against the window. And I assume that diamond was real and scrapes his face along the glass and makes like a big (laughs) X as that diamond cuts the glass. (laughs) Did he throw him through it or did he? No, he kicked it. No, he threw threw himself through. Oh, that's right. He after (laughs) I think he uh, he died uh, and then he he ran and crashed uh, through the window. Yeah, like headfirst or something. Yeah, he was able to wake up um, Red, and then and then they took off after that. So I just assumed the Sandman was dead. <laughs> so um, Chun was also uh, in the area, but he seemed to be just like walking around. He wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> Did he take out any of those military guys? I can't remember. I, I, at this point, I don't think he did. I think he's just kind of hanging out wherever he's at. Yeah, because once they escaped, they um they found a uh, they were in a they took off and then they were they found Chun because he was walking along this service road or whatever, and then they find a truck that well they there's this truck there and these guys are under it working on it. Oh, so I remember like, why Chun's there because this is when um, Remo finds out basically. If they have to shut down operations or if he fails his mission, Chun's the one that comes and takes him out. So that's why Chun's just kind of hanging out. (laughs) So, yeah, so they they meet up with him and then they're like, uh, it's Red and Remo and Chun and they they jump in this truck. But they didn't realize that. Well, I guess they saw those guys working on it, but they didn't know what they were doing. They jumped in, fired it up, and took off, and they're hauling ass down this hill. Or, yeah, before that, there was um, all this military presence, and I thought they were going to be doing some kind of testing on something because they they were firing weapons and everything, but it was nothing to do with uh, the corruption or anything that was going on because, I mean, Uh, the the military guys did go after them, but they didn't, like, all just – posse up and go chasing them. Yeah, I think the they, corrupt guys just happen to be there. Because they were hauling ass down down the hill in that truck and uh, the other dudes were chasing them. Uh, the general and um, that one dude from Rocky Four, the Russian guy that was with Drago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Him. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but anyway, you, you were just a Russian dude in Rocky Four. But anyway, so they were chasing them, but then they realized the truck that they stole didn't have any brakes. So they were like, oh, fuck, what? Ah, screaming. So they were hauling ass down this hill, this dirt road, and then they just uh, start riding down this hill, and then they jump out. 
uh, well, Red and Remo jump out and, and tuck and roll. But uh, Chun was trying to get out. And I think, was his coat caught on the door or was the door just didn't open? I think both. <laughs> yeah, so it, it starts rolling and <laughs> rolls crashing down this hill. And they're like, oh, shit. Uh, Remo goes running down there to see if Chun's there. And he's like, oh, man, he's dead. And then he opens the door and Chun is still jammed in there. Just not even caring the world. <laughs> but he, I think he, I can't remember what he said. Something like, I don't know, I got stuck or whatever. So he gets out and he's fine. For the way that truck was all crushed in and Chun was just, he, he was all right. <laughs> they pulled him out. It's Chun, though. I mean, if out of anybody, you would think he'd be the one that's okay. <laughs> so they, uh, they get him. Uh, Chun and Red take off, and then Remo's going after those uh, the the three military dudes, and he's up on this hill, and I don't know what these loggers were doing. It made a good stunt for the movie, but it like really didn't make any sense on why they were they had these cables hauling these giant. Well, it seemed like it was just that one log. It was being carried across this uh, little valley. I thought it was Remo like was a it. target to shoot at. Is that what they were? I, I, that's what I told myself because I was trying I, to figure out what it was for. I, I don't know what they were doing, but it says uh, the military chase Remo and starts firing at, firing at him. Remo rides a tree truck being pulled through the woods on a cable. Oh, okay. That's right. It was. Uh, I think it was a target because that truck was being pulled. But then when he jumped off onto the log, and then the log, because the, the truck kept going, and the, the log, but the log went up, and then he was just hanging on to it. So uh, all those, uh, those, uh, those military dudes or the general or whoever that guy was, uh, they were firing at him. And they just, I mean, that guy must have been a good shot to keep hitting that log, but uh, Remo was just hanging on to it, like just bear hugging uh, that thing. I think he was holding onto the branches as well, but they kept shooting and shooting and they were missing. So, but he rode that log all the way across that big valley. And then when it got back to the other side of the hill, he, he jumped off. And then, oh, fuck. Did he. Did that log fall on them? I cannot remember. Okay, sorry. He I remember the truck up. ended up blowing up somehow. Yeah, okay. He says he drops the log and overturns the Jeep and Grove and Winston then races to the lake. to escape. Okay, yeah, so he's on that log and they're shooting at him, but he drops the log and I think that's what made uh, that Jeep flip over. And uh, it killed two of the other dudes. I think uh, the, the Russian dude uh, from Rocky Four was the only one that, that survived. Because when uh, he, he he comes out and he starts uh, shooting shooting at Remo, and that's when uh, Remo's just get dodging the bullets uh, as he's firing at him. <laughs> so, um, damn, what? A, da, 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 da. Okay, so after that guy unloaded on him, it says, okay, he tosses Grove into the Jeep uh, after he fired, yeah. Uh, he dodges the bullets fired, fired by Grove, disarms him. He tosses Grove into the Jeep and lights it on. Okay, yeah. 
So after he shot at him, dodged all the bullets, he kind of slapped him up a little bit. Then he threw him back in the Jeep. But then uh, the, the Jeep was on fire, and then it blew up. And then he goes walking away. And, and the end, well, they, that's the end of those bad guys. But then yeah, the, beat up with Chun, and then all the military yeah. shows up and tells everybody to freeze when Chun just runs across the lake to the, to the yeah. boat. Because Remo and Red, they get in that boat, and Chun, they're like, where's Chun? And then he's kind of like just strolling along. And then all the military, all the soldiers come running up. And they have no idea who Remo and Chun and Red are. Red are so they're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? And, but they're on a boat, and Chun's like on land. And like He's like, F it. And then he just starts hauling ass, and he's running across the water like Jesus. And then, <laughs> and then he jumps into the boat. And then uh, Chun says something stupid to him, and then then that's the end of your movie. They go riding off in the boat. Then you hit the music one more time. Yeah, and that was it. (laughs) Let me see what it says. Remo finds Fleming, who tells him Chun went looking for him. They see Chun surrounded by troops. Suddenly, Chun runs across the water to the dock, telling Remo... You must run very fast. Uh, that's what he told him. And then <laughs> got a few last laugh and they took off. Let me ask who who they are. And Remo responds by saying, would you believe we're the good guys? They sail off Chun saying they must hurry so he can catch the last episode of his favorite soap opera. And that's when the credits start rolling. <laughs> but yeah, the, the way this ended, it ended so fast. And you can clearly see that. <laughs> They're running out of money, and they, they couldn't. They, they saved it on that last uh, explosion <laughs> with the Jeep. But um, what was the, the next movie supposed to be called? I have no idea. Is there an, anything in trivia? Let me see. Remo Williams. Remo the Williams prophecy of what? The real Remo Williams, the prophecy. The prophecy is an American action adventure television pilot. So there was a pilot made. I didn't. I never seen that. Did you? No, I didn't even know this was a thing. Doesn't even have Fred Ward, Jeffrey Meek as Remo Williams, Roddy McDowell as Chun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone, I don't know what to tell you. Different times, uh, I guess, but uh, they yeah. They learn from the controversy because they went with Roddy McDowell. Yeah. Um, Roddy McDowell, Cornelius, um, what was his name of Friday night? Um, uh Peter Vincent. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say somebody was going to scream at us. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I never saw that one, so I'm gonna have to look for when that one come out. Eighty seven. Uh, nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, William Williams, The Prophecy. Hmm. Wonder if there was any. Wait, is that a picture of Roddy McDowell? Oh, it is. There's a picture of him? Yeah, as Chun. Ooh. <laughs> Rest in peace, Roddy, but come on. <laughs> uh, I guess they couldn't find any uh, 
Asian actors in 1988 either. I mean, that's the only picture from it. And I don't even know who the hell. Who's Jeffrey Meek? I looked he at looks, him. He, he looks familiar. It looked familiar to me. Oh, I don't think I've seen any of these. These these films he's done. Oh, Roddy, what are you doing? Did <laughs> you see the picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Remo Williams, uh, The Adventure Begins. Uh, it was an awesome film. Uh, I loved it. Uh, would like to have seen uh, that they would, would, would have done more uh, with the characters and the story and everything. But from what I understood, it just didn't. It didn't hit in the box office, so they said, nah, get lost with uh, what they were doing. But um, it was streaming on YouTube, but looks like they took it down. And I can't, I, I couldn't find it streaming anywhere else. I think it's, it might still be on Tubi, but I recently picked up the Blu ray from, um, I think Kino Lorber put it out. Yeah, there's that version, and then there's the, um, the Arrow one. Remo uh, Williams is not streaming anywhere anymore. <laughs> I'm just watching the trailer and they showed him when he went and ran and dove uh, through <laughs> the, the sand, the little sand hill when he was running on the beach. Oh, that was when he was running hell fast and just dove into the sand. Uh, we skipped over the part when he was training on the, um, uh, what's that big Ferris wheel and uh, Coney Island. Yeah, we skipped over that. We didn't mention uh, they got his name from the label on a bedpan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they were, they, were, they were trying to figure out a name for him, and uh, there was a bedpan, and they went, uh, Remo Williams, and uh, I thought that was cool <laughs> how they got his name, but yeah, this this movie it's goofy and everything, and we we did skip over some of the things. But I, to me, I think the 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 parts that everyone needs to see is the Statue of Liberty part. You can yes. go on YouTube and, and watch all that and see. Um, again, shout out to the stuntman that did all the stunts in this thing. I mean, Fred Ward did he did do some of it, but the the really really super duper dangerous things. Um, I'm looking at that picture right now of him standing on the edge of the the scaffolding. I don't think that's him, but that was shot at uh, the Statue of Liberty. And uh, yeah, you just gotta watch that scene because for the music <laughs> and everything. Watch Remo Williams. At, watch this movie at any part for the for the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Remo Williams, the adventure begins. All right. Uh, what do we got next? All right, I did say we were going to do Prey, but I'm a, I think we should wait a couple of weeks for people to watch it. That way we can, uh, when we do it, we can really get into it. Uh, so we got a couple of suggestions from the Facebook group. And the first one we're going to do is uh, from a friend of the show, Stephen Loblad. He suggested we do Lock Up, 1989's underrated Sylvester Stallone film. Uh, is that streaming anywhere? I know I have the DVD somewhere, Blu-ray somewhere. I believe I did see it. Let me double check. I know it. I think I did see it streaming. It is streaming 
nowhere. They must have just taken it down. I have the Blu-ray too. So, uh, yeah, usually IMDb will say well, I can rent it, but well, you got the Blu-ray, I got the Blu-ray. So, yeah, yeah, we uh, got a, direct- we, we got a couple of suggestions we're gonna get through. Damn, I forgot who was in this. There's all kinds of people. Well, come back next week, everyone, when we talk about it. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing this one in the theater, but I only remember the football scene. <laughs> so, but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come back. Yeah, come back next week for for lockup. Then uh, also go over on the next episode for uh, stream fiends. We got um, was it in the '90s? White men can't jump. I think 92. Yeah, early 90s. Early 90s. I remember that. And that's on Hulu, correct? Yeah, it should be still there. I don't know. You know how they keep rotating stuff every month. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check out Prey, everyone, if you got Hulu. and uh, It's there. And I know in other countries, I went to Canada, they said it's streaming on um, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So, but... Uh, yeah, because uh, Disney owns all that stuff. But yeah, come back uh, next week for uh, Lockup. The 19... Oh, okay, I thought this was 90. 1989 uh, Sylvester Stallone classic. I think this was one of the last few of his uh, theater run because then that started to get bad. What was that one <laughs> when he was a race car driver? Oh, uh, driven, drive, driven, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember seeing a theater and then fall asleep. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, yeah, come back uh, next week uh, for uh, Slides of the Lockup. But uh, with that, everyone, just uh, be safe. Uh, go over to thehorrorreturns.com and check out everything over there, links to all the shows, or go down into the show notes and uh, follow, like, and subscribe. Go over to the Patreon a website that's there as well. Become a Horror Returns patron. We just did um, commentary for uh, the awesome Christmas classic Jaws of Revenge. <laughs> Shout out to Zim Vader and uh, everything else you need to know uh, about uh, what we do and where you can follow all of us. So also shoot on over to uh, all the shit that I'm involved with, MacNez and Eat Society and all that. But yeah, anything else? I know there's more. Uh, I just showed Nez some uh, new t-shirt designs, so we'll have some new t-shirts up here pretty soon. Yep. They look awesome, everyone. Uh, be sure to get that classic one before it's uh, taken away. You don't want to be left out in the cold, but get one of the new ones as well. I guess I should get a classic one myself. But yeah, everybody buy two. Yeah, buy two, and then go over to ours and uh, buy an Society and Mac Nez shirt. So Keep promising new designs, but my designer is, uh, well, I guess he's not out of the country. He's in the northern part. He's up in Alaska doing uh, Saving the World. Yeah, so. we're, we're part of the country. <laughs> yeah, so he's up there. Uh, as soon as he gets back, uh, we'll drop some more. Uh, I got Action Returns one coming as well. But with nice. that, uh, just wait, everyone. It'll, it'll be there. when, when uh, We'll let you know when it's there. So, But with that, just be safe out there. Come back next week and party on. And be good to each other.